Well, we are just bringing a spectrum of energy to the table tonight. Let's see how that energy affects your dice. Roll me some d20s, and let's see uh, who will who will remind me. What if I actually didn't prepare for this at all, and you guys rolling dice was the only way I knew how to run this game? That would be pretty much how I ran the charity thing, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's do a skill challenge. You tell me how you use your skill checks. Here's hey, a generic this, number to pass. It's for charity. <laughs> that wouldn't be too far off from how I'm running this call, my Call of Cthulhu campaign. So, you, yeah. You're like a bad therapist, always asking the person how they feel, but never leading to an insight. Exactly. Well, you feel bad? Ugh, boy. Well, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> you Money, feel bad? Please. Man, that's rough, buddy. If you want to continue talking, I'm going to bill you for the half hour. <laughs> I got a 15. If you say one more word, I will bill I, you. <laughs> we, got a, we got a 15. And I got a 16. 16? Oh, I got 17. Oh, I don't want to get billed, so I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> 15, 16, um, also, 17? I have a 14. Ah, uh, four. Wow. Yeah. I was going to be so mad if I had to do this with a 15. 14, 15, <laughs> 16. That, that's honestly, what is that, a flush? It would have been a straight, not a Should flush. We have, oh, I, don't, I don't know I mean, cards. I mean, Shit. if. In, do we want to make a special rule for straights and flushes? Oh, no. so close. I got a 12. You ruined it, Colin. Colin. Hate to see it. Colin's doing it. Oh, no, absolutely not. I did that like two episodes ago. Fuck that. What's going on, All Matt? right. Previously on Dice Populi. <laughs> so we got Jerry. I remember Cult was fighting very hard to get fair compensation for the work that Jerry had done on mm-hmm. that ship. So then... We he got 300 gold and burned some papers. Yes, he did. I was going to say that, but you put oh. the words in my mouth. Sorry. I'm, uh, I'm a little tricksy boy. You're like the opposite <laughs> of tricksy. Like, you don't even try to hide it. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> tricksy boy. <laughs> Very blatant. That's um, like punching someone in the face and saying you did a magic trick. <laughs> I made blood appear. <laughs> Didn't we like start to investigate the Jetta and the Gabagool company a little bit? I mean, I asked some questions. I didn't get anywhere with it, so nobody was able to answer where it came from. Yeah. Um. But what happened after that was basically you started uh, going to Arianor and the Tide Pod. Oh, that's right. And we were underwater and we were trying to do stuff. And then uh, somebody summoned the the little fishies, the angler fish. I remember that. And then uh, oh right, were, right. We were oh we're like we about were to like, be eaten. Well, now, you know. now I remember. Okay, we were like, we went in the Tide Pod to where? Arianor. Arianor, right. You know, along the way, there's like a ship, and we avoid the ship, and then there's some weird shadowy thing in the waters. I summon like three angler fishes to like scope out the area. Is your little spy gear drones? Yeah. Uh, and uh, two of them are dead, so there's one angler fish. The last image I described to you was Jetta seeing through the eyes of Luz as a giant maw with sharp, jagged teeth closes around the anglerfish. Whichever asshole made it canon that there are giant sharks in the waters around Arianor, you know, it was a real piece of work. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but I do remember the order in which they died. It was first it was Angel Eyes, then Luz. Lucci is last. That was my favorite recap because everybody was so excited to recap that they just jumped in. That nor- We don't normally have that level of enthusiasm. But here we are. You are in the Tide Pod. Uh, Maeve, after being alerted of the ships above you and knowing that you may be outside 
of Black Tide territory in the Badlands, you decide to dive into the fortunately placed blue hole, the actual D&D term that describes these dips in the seafloor. Blue hole, that's what it's called. You're in a blue hole. And in the blue hole is where you lost the ability to see, summon the anglers, two of them have died, and all you know is there is something spooky outside the ship. Jetta. Wait, one sec. Can't blame Wizard of the Coast for this because that is an actual term called blue hole. It's a marine term. This conspiracy goes deeper than I ever imagined. Deeper than this blue hole. <laughs> it's also called a... Wait, they fucked up. They, it's also known as a dragon hole. So they could have called it a dragon hole. I think I, I was using a variety of things. There are several different uh, holes in this game. And blue hole is just the one I happen to land on. Yeah, I filled this this thing full of holes. Maybe at the bottom of this blue hole is another hole with a frog on a log. Jetta, you just saw an enormous set of teeth chomp down around your poor loose. Only one of your fish babies is left. It screamed, Daddy. I should have said Mommy because Jetta is, is a female character. Or maybe not because this fish probably doesn't have a great idea of gender. I mean... Sexual dimorphism in anglerfish is actually very pronounced. That's what I was about to say, is I know that once you get into reptilia, fish, and amphibia, it is uh, pretty common to see that sort of thing. do you know this? I need you to stay calm. Hear me? Listen listen to me, and we'll get through this together, all right? Uh, Firstly, get close to the sub. Maybe being by a bigger perceived animal will fend it off. Second, I need you to describe what it is you're seeing right now. What what got loose? Are you saying this out loud or just telepathically to the fish? Like, are the other people on the ship aware of what you are observing? I'm telling this telepathically to the fish, but I guess, like, I'm so caught up in the moment, I'm saying it out loud as well. So you guys hear Jetta sort of rambling to herself aloud, knowing that there's something going on outside the boat. But the only other indication of that is after Jetta enters sort of this frenzied state, you do hear some thumping along the top of your hull. We're going to need a bigger boat. God damn it. Shut the (laughs) fuck up. Is that you doing the thumping there, Lucci? I didn't do a damn thing. I'm just trying to swim my best. Fuck. Was that the voice you used last time? There's no way. No, this is a different one. The other one died. Continuity. I'm I'm keeping my voice at a specific volume, but putting as much physical force behind it as I can because I apparently want to blow my voice at the top of this three hour. Moy voice. Moy voice. Moy voice. Moy voice. Moist voice. I am beginning to fear that there might be a large creature. I mean, yeah. Do we have anything to fight things underwater? Uh, No. I could. I can swim quite fast. So you're going to lead the whatever's out there away? Shrugs. Just called shrugs. <laughs> As he like puts his little, he, he brings up the hood on his, on his, on his, uh, on his cloak. We can't use the friendship to make any weapons, unfortunately. And I can't attack anything I can't see. So. Yeah, my, my spells aren't exactly great for underwater combat here. Any of them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you guys should have thought of that before you got in a goddamn submarine. Maybe you should have thought of that before you designed this fucking encounter. Oh, no, I did. This is absolutely by my design. Designed these nuts. (laughs) Wait, wait, is there portholes? 
There are two portholes on the front of the ship, but the reason that the fish were initially conjured is because it is so dark down here that nobody can clearly see what's going on out there. Yeah, there is basically like zero not. feet visible distance. Yeah, we none of us have light. I don't I don't have it. Like yeah. a simple light cantrip would be very clutch right now and we just Was don't bait have. the only one with dancing lights? Probably. Yeah. Why would I take a shitty spell like that? Yeah, why would I why would I lose a spell slot to something that could end up being very helpful in a <laughs> <laughs> in certain situations when I could have more things to kill people this is with. This is like Featherfall, the sequel, where Ryan didn't run Featherfall for like three quarters of the campaign and then was finally like, well, shit. Is when it does come okay. in. You know what? I'm just going to say to the others, okay, guys, it's clear we're sitting ducks under here. Wait, where? It's a duck? It might be a duck. I don't know. But regardless. A what? It might be a duck. I'm, I don't know. Who knows? What I do Mama, know. This ain't no duck. I see a couple silhouettes. There's more coming. Wait, we need to get above water now. But I could just keep shooting firebolts in front of us, and then we could just we could just go go after my firebolts, and then anything in front of us would die. So why did we dive? Why did we dive down? Because the blue we hole? were afraid of the surface people. You saw the bottoms of four massive wooden ships directly above you uh, and dove into the blue hole to evade their detection. So here you I have am. Not, you have not been down here very long, maybe a couple of minutes. So I'm here I am maybe months after this has remained. Is there a level of depth that we can be slightly below uh, hulls of uh, ships that are floating on the water and higher than uh, this blue hole that might kill us? Is there a medium ground? Is there a... Probably. Uh, a porridge, not too hot, not too cold scenario that we are just... Uh, a, yeah. that is, we're not going for. We already caught its attention as the thing. It would be up to you as player characters to figure out if you can thread that needle. Perhaps we should. We have already baited the hook. Perhaps if we came up to the surface, it would see the other ones and find them to be more delectable and juicy prey. Yep, my vote goes to surfacing, man. Um, well, maybe not. Let, let's just start to go up, and we'll just be careful, like, if there's more things in front of us. There like, is, we'll go there, 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 there is more coming. Hey, Mama, I can't see him no more. I don't know where they went. And uh, as you hear that, uh, Jetta, there are more thuds along the sides and bottom of the Tide Pod. Tried his best. Did what he could. Bring the ship to the surface. Or I will make an executive decision, man. Are you talking to me? I can't pilot the ship. I'm swimming on my own. I got stubby little fins and an ugly ass face. Oh I'm not God. talking to you, Lucci. Oh, okay, good, because I'm pretty useless. Okay, so let's do that then. And yep. let's bring the ship up. I'm saying this slowly so that Colin hears it and doesn't do something else. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Maeve gives the order to uh. ascend and climb the depths of the blue hole. Uh, caution to the wind, you no, feel... No, 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 that's, that's not, not what, what I we said. said. He said slowly. I, he I said, said slowly and surely. But you are rising up to where you know there are ships right above you. So there's an we're, inherent risk here. You, well, that not, is an assumption. Not, 
That is not risk to the wind. The though. fact that we know that there are ships means that we would be careful. Okay, th- then fine. Bury my flavor text <laughs> as much as you fucking want. I'm seasoning this adventure. Season these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking hang up, Colin. Hang up. You're done here. I have You're no chance. Done I here. can't survive this one. So you guys aggressively and carelessly. No, you guys slowly climb uh, the depths of the blue hole, and it is a about a minute or so before the uh, color in the water outside begins to return and it goes from an inky black to sort of a murky navy blue. And the thudding doesn't really relent as you get up and it starts to sound less like a large creature and more like a series of creatures banging on the hull and moving around. This is a tough ship. You know that ships are meant to withstand things like this. What really starts to catch your attention as you ascend, though, is that the thudding becomes a little less random and begins to focus more on rattling the hatch directly above you. Uh, huh. Interesting. Uh, your fish, right? Yeah, I mean... I didn't say as, what they were. I mean... I'm saying he still has his fish. He has a fish. Yeah, L- Luchi, uh, you, do, do you got eyes on the hatch? Can you... Can I you got what's... swimming in the front of the ship. Let me see, uh, let me see if I can... Uh, I'm trying to flip. Okay, I think I made it. Oh my god! That was just the effort of it trying to push up. What is it? Chowder, on behalf of your fish, could you please roll a wisdom saving throw? I'm not going to give any penalties or bonuses to this. Just roll me a d20. Yep. 16. With a 16, you hear, oh my god! That is the ugliest fucking thing I have ever seen. There's two of them trying to crank that wheel. What? What is it? Like. Okay, so everyone else on the ship, you hear Jetta say, "What is it?" As the rattling begins to intensify, and you hear the voice in your head. I don't know. It's like a person, but it's big and it's it's slimy. I can't tell what it's where. Oh my god! I just. Huh? I just. I don't want to look at it anymore. I can't look at this thing. And it swims uh, back around to the front of the ship. Oh, you should do something about that, mama. It's pretty bad up there. The fact that you are hitting Mort from Family Guy so heavily and on target. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You need to look out for that thing on the sub. Yeah, you're hitting that pretty hard. (laughs) Um, Locke, could you perhaps maybe hold on to the doorknob? Uh, sure, yeah. Now just keep make sure that's you know snug. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um yeah, the do latch. I need to do, do Wait, quick question. <laughs> yeah, quick go brainwave, ahead. quick brainwave. Mm-hmm. Is the hatch metal? Yes. Shocking oh. grasp. Oh, there you go. I knew you'd pick it up. I would like to shockingly grasp it. Is, is there a non metallic thing I could stand on as he uses shocking grasp on this metal thing on it's, this it's, metal? It's strip? fine. You're fine. It would just be a Faraday cage. You wouldn't be shocked. It, it would just be a Faraday cage, but I don't think Jetta would. Oh, uh, never mind. It has to be a creature. I can't attack a door. What? But technically, it says, would it? It says a creature you try to touch. Oh, you can't. That's bullshit. DM? It is bullshit. Uh, I think that there are other electrical attacks that you have at your disposal that you're not considering. You want me to fucking use my breath weapon on this goddamn thing? I don't want you to do anything. That's the only other thing I have if you're gonna fucking be all weird about this shit. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. If rules is written, it's not gonna let you do it. It's not gonna let you do it. It's it's up to you guys. 
Hold on. No, I have to ask you a question because yes. it says it's a five by 30 foot line and it can't penetrate the door. So where does mm-hmm. the rest of the line go? Does it bounce back at me? I wouldn't does say lightning. Spread? I don't. I, I mean, lightning doesn't reflect. It's a it's a current. So if the current is disrupted, it ends. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know about the conductivity of the rest of the ship. You guys are claiming this is a Faraday cage and that the shock wouldn't spread. Um, no, I, it would go around the entirety of the outside of the hole, but it wouldn't affect us inside because we're not grounded to anything. Okay. Can we get a little role play leading okay. up to this? Okay. Uh, I'm sitting there trying to shock and grasp the door, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Why would this work? And then in terms really, of services, use, abuse type thing. <laughs> Like a, a scroll pops up in front of me, and it's like, "Hey, idiot! It, it has to be an attack on a creature." And I'm like, "God damn it!" And then, <laughs> "Hey, it seems like you're trying to shock through this thing. Would you like some help?" And then I'm sitting there tapping my foot, like, like uh, doing the the thinker face. And then I snap my fingers and I go, "Aha!" And then I I back up like five feet so that I'm not just breathing fire directly or lightning directly into a wall in front of my face. And mm-hmm. then I do a little 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 breath weapon. And then lightning comes out. Okay. So, anybody listening to this episode, if we miss anything about the physics of this, feel free not to tweet at us. We don't. I'm an engineer. Matt's an engineer. Ryan's an engineer. We're good. That's a bold statement, but okay. <laughs> or feel free to tweet tweet at us. That would drive engagement, actually. Yeah, yeah feel tweet, free to tweet, tweet at me. At I will argue with you about this until I'm mm. blue in the face. And mm-hmm. by blue in the face, I mean my fingers hurt. Yep. <laughs> So. While you're right, this would act like a Faraday cage. I don't think Jenna would know it. She would still just try to find the nearest nominal object to stand on. <laughs> she she goes to the captain's chair and like stands on it. Babe, you see, as Locke takes a deep inhale, you see Jetta leap into the captain's chair. I have no idea how you feel about that, but this is the first time you've seen someone else take your captain's chair in the friendship. You know how... um. Troy feels when he walks in with the pizza in hand. This is, <laughs> yes. yes. This is this is what it's turning into. This is turning the Perfect. everything is running around on fire slash lightning. The, the way chair. God intended. And I'm just like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Go go at it. You got this. Before those words finish coming out of your mouth, the attack finishes coming out of locks. The lightning attack strikes the interior of the hatch. And from the outside of the ship, you hear muffled, gurgly shrieks. Uh, how how do creatures resist this lightning attack? Uh, a, it is a dex DC of 13. The creatures involved here are touching the hatch. So, And since we're dealing with conduction, they get hit. I want to half it, but I know that the conduction wouldn't like minimize the damage they take. If anything, it would probably be worse. And they wet too. That heightens conductivity. No, it doesn't. That lower lowered resistance. It's the particulate in the water, yeah, not the water itself. Correct. We're, I'm we're sorry. In that a, the sea, so the it's salt, salt, it's water. salt water. I know. I know. Salt I'm water. just fucking with you. What did you ask me to do? I'm sorry. Just uh, roll your damage. It's a full hit on uh, any affected podcast. creatures. <laughs> fifteen. All right. Cool. So with a fifteen, you hear gurgly shrieks and the rattling ceases. Whatever you have done has caused the creatures latching onto the hatch of the friendship to dissipate. You don't know whether they will be back, but they've at least let go for now. Okay, is there- However, I need to ask a very important question. Okay. Because we are in salt water, Mm -hmm. nearby creatures would likely also take damage from this, correct? 
Uh, depends on how close. Yeah, it would I'm probably... gonna say if maybe you were an anglerfish right by the hull of the ship. Oh, yep, yeah, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, he dead. You breathe, you hear the rattling stop and the gurgling shrieks get fainter and fainter. They were already muffled through the hull and now they're almost impossible to hear. And Jetta, as you exhale with relief, your attention turns to your final telepathic child as you hear, Mama! Mama! I'm supposed to have a light! But I don't see no light! There's nothing! Mama, I don't see the... And your final angler child is sadly dead. I, pl- I place my hand over... Over, over my heart and just <laughs> mourn the loss of Lucci. <laughs> Sadness takes a hold of me. Um, hold on, I need to go download uh, Sound of Silence real quick for the edit. Hello, darkness, my old friend. The ship is still slowly climbing, but inside, aside from the creaking of the vessel itself, it is silent. What do you all do? You were a, you were a fine fish, Lucci. You were a fine okay. Can I have my chair back? Thank you. I'm, I'm, st- I'm, I'm, hold on. I'm still mourning here. <laughs> I would like to tie something to the handle of the hatch and then mm-hmm. like secure it to a part of the ship that is very sturdy so that if someone tried to open the hatch, it would not open. Gotcha. It might not have opened anyway just because of the water pressure, but a little extra security don't hurt. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know. These things are going to have super strength. Yeah, you don't know. Um, Maeve waits impatiently for Jetta to speed up the mourning process as Locke secures further the integrity of the hatch, and the ship slowly rises. Is anybody looking out of the portholes or the... I would be. Um, yeah, I'd be okay. looking at the porthole, too. Uh, periscope, anything like that? Do you want to revisit the rules of the periscope real quick? Is that... I feel like we're still you too deep for periscope. So. how a periscope works, Colin? Yeah, so there's these two mirrors, and in between them is these nuts. So you guys are slowly climbing to the surface of the water. (laughs) Nice. Three out of ten. As you reach the surface, the periscope pokes through into the atmosphere. Parody's nuts. (laughs) And as you swing it around and hear the creaks, the ships that were directly above you are now safely behind you. You were sailing in opposite directions. Your paths have crossed. You are free of the blue hole, the mysterious creatures, and the ships. Ships in the night. It would seem to be smooth sailing as the island is visible on the distant horizon. Still many miles away, but within reach. All right. I I think we're uh, out of the frying pan now. And into the fire. I mean, we're not going to fall into anything worse because that's how the saying goes, out of the frying pan. Uh, There's no second part to that. (laughs) Yeah, just, just out of the fire. Yeah. Okay. Out of the blue hole? Out of the blue hole. <laughs> Never into the blue hole ever again. We're just going to plumb the depths of this deep blue hole. <laughs> I'm going to guess that the rest of the trip is filled with banter exactly like that. Just extrapolated for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, do any of you have any other actions that you would like to take, things you'd like to do uh, as you approach the island, or are you just going to ride it out? I would like to... Sh- to rest, if possible, is, yeah, is, is there a short rest amount of time? Uh, yo, let me check this map real quick. I will pilot the boat if they want to rest. Uh, yeah, you have enough time for a I mean, short rest, not a cool. long rest. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, done and done. I, I think I, since you're all guys who get stuff back from short rests, and I need a long rest, maybe I should be the one. Just uh, I also have to wait for a uh, long I rest. See. Sorcerer, baby. So, Maeve, you announced to the crew that you will be there in mere hours. 
Locke and Colt take the opportunity to rest up. You resume your position in the captain's chair now that Jetta has left it as Jetta grapples with the darkness and the deep loss that this new world is starting to bring, not just to those around her, but finally her directly. Um, I don't know if I'm <laughs> hamming this up too much, but I don't know if you've experienced significant loss. You certainly have yearning, but I don't know about loss. What about what about ennui? Do you have ennui? Uh, I mean, ennui... Uh, all right, I did not expect that to lead to in <laughs> just awkward yeah, silence. The answer okay. is apparently yes for everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will not take back my fifth level slot. I will get five levels worth of slots from three first levels and two and one second level, so I can get that arcane recovery, baby. Arcane recovered these nuts. <laughs> Fucking hell. It was a long day, okay? Yep. Yeah, I can, I can tell there's a strange energy coming here. Maeve, your crewmates are resting and despairing, depending on which one you ask. You safely are able to maneuver the Tide Pod onto a set of docks that are brand spanking new to you. You've never been to Arianor before, but you see the wood docks, you see there's no one there, and you decide to take the initiative. You pull the ship up and inform the crew you have arrived. I do so, and then I will go and uh, try to open the hatch that Mr. Locke so brilliantly blocked closed. <laughs> Just like, eh, eh! <laughs> we should be quite careful here. There is a known Mage Lord presence. They were here when we left. We should be very careful. Oh, that's right. I forgot. All right, everybody look as non-magical as possible. Oh, um... Okay. Which place was Arianor again? Time got weird. Uh, the ti time loop island. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, this was this was the last adventure before you joined. So Jetta would not know about this either. So anything that's new to you, congratulations. Maeve is struggling with the jury rigged lock uh, as Locke and Cult issue their warnings. Uh, I, I will undo my whatever I did. <laughs> Are you sure I shouldn't just like, you know, dimension door right outside? Yeah, let's, let's burn those spell slots. Nah, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah, Locke, you release the restraints, open the hatch, and emerge. Colton Locke, this is familiar to you. You arrived here with bait on the friendship months ago. Quick question. Would yes. we have had a long rest in between leaving the Black Tide and now? Yes, there would have okay. been at least two full days of sail between the Black Tide and Burger, then Burger and Arianor. Okay, cool. That means I have my full slots. Colton Lock, these are the docks where you first met Cordell, where bait was attacked by sharks many times. Now it is empty. Maybe it's a day off. Who the hell knows? But you step onto the open docks in the noontime sunlight and feel the salty sea air bristle against your face. Maeve and Jetta follow you onto the docks. What do you all do? I would like to make a perception check to look at these new surroundings. Sure. Um, what's your passive perception and what's the perception roll? Uh, my passive is an 11, but I rolled a 14. Maeve, you look around. These are completely new surroundings to you. I assume that you collapse the friendship into its small toy form, pocket it, and as you do, what you see is the same thing we saw many months ago, a rolling hillside that sweeps upward to a distant village with dirt paths and grassy fields in between and trees littering the countryside, giving way to a forest far toward the horizon. It's idyllic, it's beautiful, it's natural, and there doesn't seem to be a soul in sight. 
I've got a passive perception of 15. Does that change anything? I'm going to copy and paste what I said to Maeve and then just put it after this as well. Gotcha. I, I mean, I asked if it changes anything, you know, anyways. Just a, a beautiful island and nobody there. Hey, is anybody home? Oh my God. He just said it was a Mage Lord Island. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, fucking listens to me, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm just a bad guy that does, you know, kills people and, you know, makes their bodies animate out of their consciousness and I strip them of their souls, but I, I don't hey, listen hey, to hey, me. If you don't listen to anyone else, why should we listen to you, man? I listen to all of you. I just don't necessarily do what you say. There's a difference. The same applies to me, too, I guess. Anyways, hello! Echo! He's like the smartest being in the universe. There's no controlling him. Echo! <laughs> let's, let's not said we did. The, uh, the road in front of you, Calton Lock, you know that after a decent hike, at least a half hour or so, uh, and Matt, if I ever have questions of dimensions, I'm definitely going to hit you up. So if I say something that doesn't ring true, feel free to correct me. Arianor is your baby. I want to respect that. One thing that might be of note is yeah. that the Mage Lord Keep, I think, would have been visible from the docks because it would have been able to overlook pretty much everything gotcha in that case yeah the keep is is certainly visible but it settles into the idyllic surroundings and the static nature of what you're experiencing there aren't guards on it there aren't fires lit in it it is silent except danbury danbury's galloping in the breeze no i don't oh. fucking know <gasps> i hope danbury so. <laughs> uh, no sorry you don't actually see danbury oh. i just remembered danbury existed and uh just <laughs> ruined my own chance for an excellent easter egg some say he's still getting chased by monstrous hyena gross monsters to this day <laughs> <laughs> anyways so you we're running up that hill running yes. up that hill okay with lock and call in mave oh my god lock and call you know that the village will likely have answers, though you did not commune with Lema yourself. You know that Bait did. You know that there was a temple to Lema and at least one other place on the island, thanks to Strauss, that contacting this god seems to be possible. And that is desperately what you are looking to do at the beckoning of Galagath, of Bait, and uh, pretty much everybody else that knows what the hell is going on with the Pantheon. Well, Temple of Lema then? Maybe we'll all get a chance to speak to a god. I mean, from the sounds of it, you all did speak to a god, but I mean, uh, like, not, uh, not like, all of us. Like, kind of, sorta. Wait, so, so what happened here? I kind of missed out. Uh, you know, uh, you know, just us being kick-ass and taking names, and there definitely wasn't any squids involved. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that sounds like a really great time for everyone. It's also the birthplace of Jerry. Jerry, are you happy to be home? Yes, you are. Yes, you can nod your head. Thank you. Jerry does as you command. You guys are approaching the village, recounting your tales to those that weren't with you before. And the hills stretch upward, and you start to kind of feel uneasy. Not like you're being watched. Not like you're in danger. But almost nauseous. Have you ever been in a really tall building and, like... It's swaying and you can't feel it, but your stomach definitely does. It's kind of like that. The hills are stretching upward uneasily. Almost a sense that they're shimmering and vibrating despite their indisputable stillness. You approach the village and ahead are the same homes you visited time and time again. But there's a strain on your eyes that is unfamiliar and it's unwelcome. 
This discomfort is really starting to feel tangible, though you can't quite articulate it. Uh, if you guys want to roll any sorts of checks, feel free to let me know. Sure, I'll roll an arcana check. I, I would make a constitution check. Perception check, just to double check if there are people Not around. Not great for me. Uh, 17 total on that arcana check. I th- can I make a, I guess, should I make a con save maybe? If I'm not, uh, if I'm, if this is making me kind of. Yeah, I'll let you each make one reaction check of your choice. So we have arcana from cult, perception from Jetta, and constitution save, probably I'm assuming to resist the effects from Maeve. Pretty much, yeah. I got a okay. 15. I'll roll investigation. Why not? Or All if right. like someone's like trying to do an attack on us or something. Yeah, absolutely. That's a nat one. <laughs> nat one? Yeah. I got a five. Uh, you got a five. Okay. You guys are all stepping into the village, and though you manage to keep your wits about you, the uh, discomfort that you're feeling cannot really be surmounted. The village of Arianor is empty. What you can see is that small whirlwinds of dirt are scooping the dry road into the wind, but your steps are feeling like you're forcing your legs through like viscousness like reality itself is thicker than you expected either that or your minds just can't accept that you're stepping on impossible ground your senses tell you everything is normal but you nearly shiver with the knowledge that nothing is normal the body at your feet was always there but you're suddenly surprised to see it um is, do we recognize the body <laughs> I would like, uh, let's see, uh, da, 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 da. I would like everybody to share with me their Arcana modifiers. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Plus 13, mother. I mean, I don't think I got, yeah, okay. no, uh, just the thing I get from Intelligence, which is plus four, but otherwise that's it. That's better than the plus two that I have, baby. I have a plus one, so. Hey! Okay. I'm so, a child. It makes sense. <laughs> I'm Mr. Book Smarts over here. Maeve, can you make a second roll for me, a perception oh, check? dear lord, why? Okay, sure. <laughs> 11 plus 1, 12. Cult, you seem to have the most amount of assuredness approaching the situation. Not that you understand what's going on, but that you are very, very secure in how you're approaching it. You are used to weird spiritual shit, and this is maybe as weird as it's ever gotten. You look down at the body in front of you, and it is unmistakably Chieftain Masak of the native tribe that lived here in the village. Oh, no. No! I mean, no. It is the Chieftain Masak. He he was the one that bestowed bait his flaming staff. Now, Jetta, when you hear Kalt say this, you look at the body, and when you look at the Chieftain Masak, it doesn't kind of look like they're dressed like a chieftain, almost like they're dressed in just kind of plain white robes. But Locke, you are very confused because you are absolutely looking at Commander Fenwick. Uh, what are you guys talking about Masak for? Yes, this is Masak. Don't you recognize his craggled face? Um, this is... His ass chin standing resolute. This is Commander Fenwick. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Commander Fenwick. It cannot be. Maeve, as they're bickering over the body in front of you, you try to focus your eyes on it, but you can't. You understand there's a person in front of you, but there is no visage that is sticking in your brain. Uh, almost like a light that's just a little too bright. You, you can see it, but you cannot focus. Okay, so I actually, 
I can see the, a body, though. You see the body, but you cannot identify it okay. at all. Like, okay. if someone asked you to describe what you saw, you'd be like, a body? Gotcha. Almost like it. Almost like yeah. it's just, like, blurred out, kind of. Exactly, okay. yeah. Yes. Someone forgot to turn off the Gaussian blur over it. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Want a clarification on what I saw? Like, you said a dude in white robe? You actually see a woman in white robes with long, pale hair and equally pale robes lying on the ground. None of the people that you're seeing look like they were, you know, (laughs) maimed. They're not bloodied. They're not eviscerated. They're just dead. I'm going to take a stick and just, like, poke the body like, Hey, you you good? Do you need help there? (laughs) Oh, my God. You do that. The stick seems to vibrate in your hand along with the feel of everything else. Kinky. (laughs) <laughs> a light buzz is now present for the rest of the episode <laughs> as the stick activates. Why would you do this, Bat? Lock and Colt, as as you guys are bickering over whether this is Masak or whether this is Fenwick, uh, you see Jetta poking the body that you see with a stick. Have some respect, Jetta. That's the sort. Of, that's the sort of thing I would expect from myself, not not from one such as you. I like the idea that Colt is aware of the things other people think of him, but now also that he judges them for doing the things he knows they think of him as. Well, yeah, it's his thing. It's my thing. If everybody else does it, he will have no things anymore. Yeah, I gotta protect my, I gotta protect my IP. The brand. <laughs> well, well I, I, didn't, I don't know if they're alive or dead. So wait, what what do the rest of you see? We we me and Locke or Locke and I seem to have some differential. What what do you two see? I just see some lady in white. What do you see, Maeve? Um, well, I see dead people person, but I uh <laughs> I don't I can't really make out like what it is. It's like it's like you know, it's it's not really like defined or anything. Curiouser and curiouser. There is a foul edge to the wind as well. I would like both uh, Locke and Cult to roll insight. Uh, I don't think I'm good at insight, though. 14 plus... I got a 16. Plus ones for... for, I got a 15. After Maeve describes the nothingness that she is discerning, uh, Jetta's description seems to click around in your brain, and you rack your thoughts back to your time on Arianor, and the only woman that you saw in a white robe all the time was the priestess Yanis of the Temple of Lema. Don't, don't remember meeting her. <laughs> <laughs> you you did exchange words words with her directly. She was the person like at the temple uh, at the at the end of the adventure, uh, Ryan. When you were trying to like start shit with the mage lords and the oh, yeah. chieftain, she was there trying to like talk everyone down. I was if, trying to set things off. If you guys had actually gone into the temple you would have met her but alas yes yeah true yeah we uh, yeah. forgot about she w- she wouldn't have just like stood there in the end credits like she yeah did. yeah i'm that not a-, a potted plant you just ignored me Lori. <laughs> sorry so that does that does spark a memory in my mind there could be i wonder if there are other such bodies around that maybe perhaps we all see a different visage. Colin, are there, um, how do the buildings look besides the, uh, like, the bo- this body obviously looks yeah. foreign to me, but how did the, the rest of, like, the, the buildings look? They seem to be standard, not out of place, but 
the sense of shimmering that you felt on your skin and in your feet, the closer you look at the walls of each house in this little village, you see things that might be battle scars or things that might be decorations, barrels full of grain, but they are similarly hard to focus your eyes on. Once again, the best way I can describe this with your level of understanding right now is everything around you is real, but it doesn't seem possible that it is where it is. Oh, shit. And the closer you look at every building and ground, this is what you feel. Oh, shit. I have an idea. Um, do we have the crystals, right? You should all still have a crystal uh, on your person as well as a ring. We're in a, a superposition. It's There's multiple things happening at the same time because the past has not been made up. We should go to the past, and that's probably what's going on. So I'm going to... I could be just... Would you uh, mind expressing rattle. this as cult? I, I, think we, I think we're in a, a conflux of multiple different realities. I think there's something that has not quite been written that could be changed. And he's going to take out his crystal, and he's going to pump a cantrip into it and see if something happens. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. I tried that before. Jeddah did try this back on Burger Island. Uh, so Jeddah does say that as Cult pulls out the crystal. Before you even are able to fully remove the crystal from the robe, you feel it is vibrating with the same unusual energy as everything else on this island. You cast a cantrip. Which cantrip do you cast? Ooh, it's a great question. Probably something um, easy. I feel like most cantrips are easy, but... All cantrips. Well, I'll cast guidance to it. I'll do a little prayer. Okay. You cast a prayer, uh, and as the sacred words pass through your lips and echo into the strange air around you, you feel the energy dissipate from your hand before converging into the crystal. And suddenly, everything is exactly like it was a second ago, except it makes sense, because here you are standing in the middle of the Arianor village, surrounded by people. It's quiet, it's windy, the moon hovers above you as it is now nighttime. Those that are still awake wave you a friendly hello as they make their ways either to bed or to work, to the docks. How do you do? They return the salutations with a wave of a hand and not a voice that Colin has to make up right now. Kevin. The other three of you are still standing in the shimmering reality where Colt is not. Oh, this again. Okay. Okay, I guess the situation has changed. I pull out my crystal. Same. I cast a cantrip on it. What do you cast? Message. What's the message? Work, you damn thing. Okay. <laughs> Maeve, what do you do? Uh, My cantrip of choice is going to be... <laughs> I'll do shock and grasp. But it's not a creature. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, oh yeah, my bad. Oops, did I do that? Nah. No, you, you use, intend um, to catch... Yeah, the okay, scroll no. pops up in front of you. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> I'll use Talmaturgy. What effect are you trying to create with Thaumaturgy? Um, let's do, uh... A fart. I alter the appearance of my eyes for a minute. That's the first one I saw, so... Okay, what do they look like? They're gonna, I guess, glow. Awesome. Yeah. Maeve, your eyes start to glow as you cast a spell, and you hear Jetta muttering to themselves, Work, you damn thing. Lock the two people next to you muttering and glowing into their crystals, poof out of existence. You feel the whoosh of air filling the spaces where they once stood, and you are alone in the Shimmering Village. I don't know why we always do this without talking to each other first. It's just like they don't want to plan 
and then I take out a crystal and I cast Firebolt. I shoot a Firebolt directly into the air and I disappear. Okay, so let's see. I'm gonna be talking. So this reminds me of an experiment I did with a cat in a box in a vial of poison. Call, you are muttering to yourself, looking around, waiting for the others to pop in next to you. And nobody does. You're standing alone in the middle of a dark town as the people around you look at you strangely saying, what did he just say about a cat? Stay away from that guy. Don't let him near our cat. Oh, this is what happens when there are multiple cats in the box. There must be multiple. Oh, wait. Or are they ditching me? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Jetta, you are really focusing on your crystal. After being disappointed by it before and you scream, work, you damn thing, in your head, you open your eyes to see that it's worked. It is now raining as the thundery clouds above you block the daytime sun and you are standing in the village, populated, but nobody likes standing in the rain, as they all make their ways into their homes, into the temple, maybe away to the nearby keep. You don't know, but you're standing alone in the rain for just a moment before Maeve appears directly by your side. Huh. Okay. So, what, what, what now? That's a good question. Locke, you have just fired a firebolt straight into the air, and that fire seems to morph into the image of the sun, now setting on the horizon from which you just sailed. Warm orange light bays the entire town as people file out of different, you know, small restaurants, smithies, things like that. The closed temple stands like a beacon above the rest of the village as everyone filters on by, and you see nobody else from your party standing alone in a crowded village square. What? Where? How? No. What? No. And your final angler child is sadly dead. I pla- I place my hand over, over my heart and just mourn the loss of Lucci. Sadness takes a hold of me. In the darkness goes my friend. I'll never talk to you again. Heard the sound of sea monsters shrieking. Frightening rattles as the tide pods creaking. But a light shone through the murky depths, very wet. Behold the light of Lucci. He stared into the gaping mall, like angel eyes in loose before. From the haunted pool, shouting, Mama. Light upon the friendship glow.
to thank the light of Lucci. But fish don't know a thing of salination. Lightning breath was our crew's salvation. But he cried, my son cried for the light. Ocean's night consumed the life of Lucci. You were a fine fish, Lucci. You were a fine angler.